0: Um, okay, turning our attention to the Middle East, of course, uh, a lot happening there. Our foreign affairs minister has arrived in Israel. Um, Melanie Jolie is there as a show of support for Israel as they uh, continue with their response to the terrorist attack carried out by Hamas last weekend. Um, the latest news, the Israeli military has publicly said and dropped leaflets and uh, announced on video that anybody in northern Gaza needs to... Leave. Um, the Israeli military says they will operate with, quote, significant force in Gaza in the coming days. And they have called on civilians to evacuate the northern part of that sealed off territory so they can strike more Hamas militants responsible for Sunday's attack. Israeli military spokesman Jonathan Cornicus uh, announced the warning in a video statement. The IDF
1: calls for the evacuation of all civilians from Gaza City. I can, I'll zoom in in a second, from Gaza City, from their homes southwards. For their own safety and protection and to move to the area south of Wadi Gaza, the River Gaza, as shown on the map. This evacuation is for your own safety. You will be able to return to Gaza city only when another announcement permitting it is made. Do not approach the area of the security fence with the State of Israel.
0: So that's the announcement. Now you've got 1.1 million people trying to make their way from the north to the south of Gaza, UN warning of a humanitarian crisis. It's just an awful situation. 1,300 people killed in Israel, 1,500 killed in Gaza, and as you heard, uh, undoubtedly those numbers will climb certainly in gaza there's no water there's no food there's no medicine there's no fuel being allowed into the territory there's no electricity uh if you've seen the video entire neighborhoods have been reduced to rubble they're gone hospitals overwhelmed it's a dire 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 situation um and it begs the question what was hamas thinking why did they do this what was the hope because i don't know a lot about middle east i've you know as a news person i've covered it for 30 years and uh, I I know the background, but even I know that the end game here would not be good. So you got to wonder what was the reasoning for this? We're going to speak with Ron Hassner now, who is the Helen Diller Family Chair in Israel Studies at the University of California, Berkeley. Uh, Ron, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time. Sure. uh, Difficult and dark time to talk to you. No no doubt is. It really, really is. Um, And the question I keep coming back to, Ron, is why did Hamas launch the attack last Saturday? What was the goal? What was the plan? Do you have any idea?
1: I think I have some guesses. So, um, you know, I study both religion and international conflict. So I'm going to give you uh, two theories, and you tell me which one you like better. Okay, sounds good. Um, the, the one is that this is a uh, desperate political calculus. Um, as Saudi Arabia and Israel are closing ranks and uh, moving towards peace agreement, uh, Saudi Arabia will really be the last big Arab state to finally recognize Israel and enter into full relations with it. Uh, and that can only happen because Arab states have understood what Israel has long understood, and that is that there's no way to make peace with the Palestinians. They rejected offer after offer. They're not interested in recognizing Israel. They're not interested in compromising. Even the Saudis have now understood this. Mm-hmm. If the Saudis were to sign a peace agreement with Israel, it's the end of hope for the Palestinians that their Arab brothers and sisters will stand up for them and and join them in not recognizing Israel. So, so that's sort of the rational explanation that the Palestinian Hamas is desperate, Mm -hmm. and it's sort of a cry for attention. But I also study religion, and as a scholar of religion who studies religion and terrorism, I've done that now for almost 30 years, uh, I'm seeing a uh, radical Islamist organization. It's anti-Semitic, it's homophobic, it's uh, genocidal. Uh, The Hamas charter officially calls for the killing of all Jews, not Israelis, Jews, um, and, and in that sense, what we may have seen in the last week is a religious ritual. Yeah. It's it's crazy people butchering children, raping, mutilating, chopping off heads in a sort of bloodlust celebration of uh, distorted religion, because this is not what any religion calls for.
0: Yeah, and if you're making me pick, and I know you didn't say I had to, run, but I think the second one might be... Uh, i mean i think you're right Uh, it might just be wanton violence for the sake of violence you know what i mean just lashing out
1: right because so i have colleagues who say you know i can understand why hamas uh want to take hostages they want to exchange them for palestinians in israeli prisons and my response is if you know that might work and you know the ira has done this and uh, insurgents in iraq have done this but if that's what you want to do then you want to do it very carefully while signaling to the other side, I'm open for negotiations, and if you give me what I want, I will abide by our agreement. And you wouldn't then mutilate the hostages and parade them in the streets, bleeding from their crotches because they've been raped. And you wouldn't kidnap non-Israelis and and elderly people and Holocaust survivors. Uh, And, of course, you would give those hostages access to the Red Cross, uh, which Hamas has never, ever done. Um, so so I don't think many people in the Israeli government expect to see their hostages alive. In fact, the hostages may no longer be alive.
0: Yeah, we've, we've spoken with some other analysts who share that opinion. Okay, that sort of plays into this question, and, and I understand. On the surface, it sounds ridiculous, but I, part of me says, you know what, maybe in the most extreme cases, because I've heard this floated around, This might be an effort to gain sympathy from the rest of the world. Like I said, I know what the response from Israel was before before the attack was carried out. I knew how this would go. Obviously, Hamas did. You did. The response would be overwhelming and would be absolutely catastrophic for Gaza. Does that... And we know there is more focus on the actions of the Israeli government historically over the last 16 years in Gaza. So there's yeah. been more talk about that. Could this be sort of, hey, let's further this because they're going to level it. They're going to flatten it. And more and more people will get outraged at the Israeli treatment of the Palestinians. So I, I, think, um, I think this is the end for Hamas.
1: Um, this was sort of Hamas's 9-11. And I mean that not just because of the level of global outrage and support for Israel, but also because 911 was the last great cry of al qaeda and then al qaeda was dismantled i'm i'm using the word dismantled because it's a word that barack obama used uh, 48 hours ago uh, referring to hamas hamas is about to be dismantled um, and that can happen in one of two ways uh it has to happen on the ground israel has to go into gaza because if israel just strikes gaza from the air uh, all it's going to do is kill palestinian civilians because Hamas is using those civilians as a human shield. So uh, uh, th- that will not serve, uh, that will not serve any, any goal other than Hamas's goal. So Israel is going to go in, it has to destroy Hamas infrastructure, tunnels, uh, rocket factories, communications headquarters, the places where Hamas trained and prepared for this attack over the last two years. It has to destroy those. It can either do those and fight Hamas door-to-door, while the palestinian population is there and that would mean tens of thousands of palestinian fatalities or it can demand that the palestinian population leave the northern gaza strip and go to the southern gaza strip Uh, that's about a a, a two-hour journey uh, on foot Um, both of those options are bad Uh, that's how hamas designed this scenario there are no good options but the second option, I think, is a better option. Uh, those Palestinians who leave northern Gaza and move to southern Gaza will uh, hopefully escape this operation. And my suspicion is then that in the next step, Israel uh, will then uh, say, we're now evacuating southern Gaza and, and we're going to remove Hamas leadership and Hamas facilities from that part of Gaza. What happens to Gaza after that, I don't know
0: okay, um, what about the other theory that there's other involvement and Hamas did this um because of Iran or even Putin has been mixed in here? I mean, what is the likelihood that there are other other players involved and this wasn't strictly Hamas acting on their own uh putin
1: is is uh is uh currently uh, oddly uh re- rejoicing in uh Israel's losses. And seems to be, uh, supporting the Palestinian side of the equation. It's one of those rare cases in life, uh, when, when the, the, the parties to a conflict, uh, line up very clearly, uh, so making it much, much easier to decide, uh, which side to rally for. So it's the Iranians and the Russians and Hamas on one side, and the Americans and the Israelis and the Canadians on the other side. So that, at least that resolves that, resolves that, that dilemma. I I don't think the Russians were directly involved. It may even be that the Iranians were not micromanaging this, but the Iranians uh, uh, long been involved with Hamas. The Iranians funded it. Yeah, Uh, the Iranians signed off on it. It would not have happened without Iranian permission and without the Iranian go-ahead. The Iranians are the other party together with Hamas that fears a Saudi-Israeli rapprochement because that rapprochement is happening because of Iran. If it weren't for Iran's nuclear weapons program, Saudi Arabia and UAE and all these other countries would not have moved towards Israel, and the Iranians are desperate to stop that process.
0: So, ultimate, we we don't know exactly what will happen, like you say, in Gaza. We don't know how far that will go. We don't know how that plays out. But the situation regarding the middle east as a you know a territory that's been you know in the news for decades uh, it's going to be fundamentally different going forward this will be I think that's right a water that's
1: right. hamas is going to be removed from the equation um, hamas uh, should have been removed from the equation decades ago Um, uh, remember, and I I should emphasize this, uh, Hamas is not the Palestinian people. Hamas is not even the only violent organization that represents the Palestinian people. Uh, The Palestinian Authority has been ruling in the West Bank now relatively peacefully, uh, coordinating its security with Israel, open borders, open trade, open relations. uh, Ever since the uh, Israeli-Palestinian accords were signed, Hamas has tried to, uh, shatter these accords yes. from the get go um, and so uh, Hamas will be gone, and I think the gaza strip uh, will 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 have to sort of change its status. perhaps it will become a, a territory ruled by Egypt and Israel together. perhaps the Palestinian authority can return to Gaza from where it was violently expelled by Hamas um, so i think I think that's going to change the big question in my mind is. Will the path towards peace continue, especially Saudi-Israeli peace, or has Hamas succeeded in scuttling it? Uh, And I hope that Israel and Saudi Arabia and their common allies, including Canada, including Israel, will encourage those two parties to continue talking despite what is about to happen.
0: Ron, fantastic analysis. Thank you so much for being here today. I really do appreciate it.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, I wish peace and uh, safety for everybody.
0: Yeah, as we do. Uh, Thanks so much, Ron. Appreciate it.